Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm going to start off tonight with a note about Chicago. Not necessarily about the Bears, but about Chicago. Because on Monday evening, Liam Hendricks made his return to professional baseball, Major League Baseball with the Chicago White Sox after his battle with cancer. He struck out cancer, made his, I guess you would call it a re-debut Monday night against the LA Angels. And of course, everybody knows by now, if you're a loyal viewer of the show, I'm an Angels fan, so I was locked into that game. It was really one of the most electric regular season games I've seen in quite some time. The Angels had a rookie come in, uh, who uh, Ben Joyce, who came in and was throwing 105 miles per hour. And still, it was the second least exciting thing because Liam Hendricks returned to Major League Baseball, looked pretty good. Uh, the results notwithstanding, but like, listen, he was back out there. And it's one of the things that we love about sports. So it was awesome to be a part of that. It was awesome to see, uh, to celebrate with the city of Chicago, watching him make that amazing comeback. So I appreciate everybody be, uh, allowing me to be on uh, along for the ride. But you know what? We got a great show in store for you tonight. So let's get to it, Sammy. Let's go ahead and start it. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It is Tuesday night. You know what that means? It is time for Take It to the Rank. And traditionally, uh, we will be. We were normally joined by Carmen Vitali, but she is on vacation. But have no fear. I have got. I Sammy has got us the guest. Who uh, we're so excited. And you know what? I'm not going to waste much time talking because I will just tell you right now. He was a standout at Norton High School in Ohio before going on to Cincinnati last season. He was a second team. All-American Athletic Conference selection after leading the Bearcats with 54 receptions, 899 yards. You couldn't give him the one extra yard stat keeper, but he did have nine touchdowns in 11 games. He's a, a junior Olympian with top-end speed. Don't look at the 40 times or whatever. Watch him play football. He is one of the fastest guys out there. He should have been. Listen, he should have been a second-round selection, but the Bears were very lucky. We're fortunate. That we were able to get him in the fourth round. His pro comp, let me tell you something right now. Lance Zerline, this isn't me. This isn't Adam Rank, the biased Bears fan saying that. This is Lance Zerline, noted professional. He is pro comp T.Y. Hilton, who I hear 
and I remember was a pretty good football player. So without further ado, let's welcome to the sick podcast, Tyler Scott, Tyler, how are you living? I'm living good. I'm living good. Just, uh, just got back a little bit ago from, uh, from practice, actually another OTA down in the books, OTA four. Um, so I'm, I'm living pretty good. You know what? I love, I, I said this to you in the green room. I love the fact that you're wearing the bear swag. That means a lot to me as a bear. Like I'm sitting here, like I'm rocking your Jersey. I went out. Okay. Maybe eight years ago and purchased your Jersey. I had the, the, the look at the name of the back, gotcha. uh, but listen, I love that you're wearing the, uh, the, the bears swag. I love to see that because we want everybody, you know, we want you guys to embrace the culture. We think that it's a, it's a fun community of bears fans and we're really excited to have you. And the thing that's cool, uh, I was just mentioning a, a moment ago about Lance Zerline's projection is that anytime, if you ever look at Lance's scouting reports, like he'll always put in pro comps and it'll be like guys that you've barely heard. Like, ah, he's, he reminds me of Ben Skaronsky. He's a, he's a Jalen Sills or David Sills or whoever, you know, like they're Michael Bant. Like it's never like a well-known name like T.Y. Hilton. So I'm delighted by that. When you hear things like that, what does it mean to you as somebody who grew up loving football and they are comparing you to T.Y. Hilton, who is an exceptional player? How does that make you feel? I mean, it's an honor. You know, you, you grow up, you know, watching these guys and, you know, you just grow up watching the NFL, loving football, loving just the game itself, just hearing so, you know, such big names. And then you, you finally get to that stage and, you know, you got guys saying, man, you remind me of this person. I mean, you remind me of that person. Um, you know, it just means an honor and it just, you know, means that you're doing something right. And so, um, you know, I just take it with all gratitude. And he also wore the number 13. So it also kind of lends itself. But listen, I, I, I do like the comparison. I, I thought it was very apt once I, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That is, that is pretty good. You know, and then I watched, I have, I'll be honest. I didn't watch a lot of Cincinnati games live during the, the regular season, but going back and watching what you're able to do, you can see the skills and, and how it's going to translate to the NFL level. Now, obviously, T.Y. Hilton was a slot receiver. You played a little bit of slot in the first go-round of OTAs. How's it been going? I know you were an outside receiver in college. How's it been going? How do the, how do the Bears, how do they see you uh, playing on Sundays? Yeah, I mean, um, I think just still kind of figuring it out, you know, just for me, especially in kind of the beginning stages, uh, I've kind of been everywhere, you know, in the slot, out wide. Um, and, and the crazy thing about it is that, you know, me playing, you know, mainly, you know, in college being more of an outside receiver and now kind of moving inside, I haven't really, it hasn't really clicked with me like, oh man, you're, you're playing inside, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't kind of see it as necessarily like, okay, I'm playing outside now. Okay. I'm about to go play inside. It's just kind of like, all right, cool. Uh, I just got to see the defense just a little bit differently than what I would if I were playing an outside receiver. And, um, I mean, I'm enjoying it, though. Like, I just love, you know, kind of the different positions I've been put in. It just kind of allows me to use my um, skills a lot, you know, a lot more than, you know, maybe than I were, you know, was able to do in, in college. And um, just kind of tap into another skill set that, um, you know, sometimes I didn't even know I had, you know. Um, it's just kind of just making me an overall better receiver. Um, it's just, you know, making my creative juices, you know, flow as well. You know, just being able to see different things, react to different things. Um, you know, the biggest difference from outside to inside is, you know, things just happen a lot faster. Um, you know, you, you see, you see the field a little differently. Um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a little bit different, you know, as far as just the, the play inside. Um, and I, like I said, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's just another challenge. 
uh, you know, to the game. It just makes me think a little harder. Are you also getting an opportunity to play some special teams? I know you backed up as a returner last year for Cincinnati. Is that something that you could see in your future with the Bears? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I love the special teams coach here. Um, you know, he's really been a huge help. Um, you know, I've been punt, you know, catching a lot of punts. Um, you know, I mean, we haven't gotten a kickoff return yet, but been doing a lot of punts, uh, catching gunner. Um, you know, that's you know, one thing that they raved about, you know, with me coming out of college is my gunner film and just how um, just how explosive I was there and just the impact I had uh, there. Um, gunner, um, and then just being available in any other phase. Um, you know, we've kind of been taking it slow as far as the special teams phases, but just the conversations I've had with the coach, um, we're going to rock and roll for sure, you know, on special teams. Well, don't worry about returning kicks because they're about to legislate that out of the game. So you're not going to have yeah, to worry about that much. They just mentioned that like two days ago. And they're like, yeah, the kickoff rule. They, they just made a new kickoff rule. And, you know, so it's interesting. That's somebody's job. Like, don't take that away. Like, that's one of the most yeah. enjoyable parts of the game. But in any event, if there's any little piece of advice, and listen, I'm a nobody. I don't I don't know much. But I will say this. Whatever they this this translates to anything that you do in life. It's like if they're like, hey, can you do this? Just be like, yep. Obviously, I can do that. Like, can you kick? Sure. Can you long snap? Like, obviously. Like, just always go along with it. And then you can always YouTube it later. Be like, okay, how do I long snap? Like, whatever it is. Uh, just be agreeable and just yeah, be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I got this locked in. The gunner thing, though, I did notice that because is that something, like, obviously, as a wide receiver, you go out there, you love making plays, you love scoring touchdowns. Again, nine of them last year in 11 games. But is there something special about being a gunner and then just going down and lighting somebody up and having a good time? Like, what is it about special teams that it just attracts that just, just, you, what do you love about it? Uh, I mean, it, first of all, flips field position, you know, it's a huge part of the game. Um, it provides a spark as well, making a big tackle or, um, you know, getting somebody to muffle punch or whatever. Um, you know, it's just a, a huge part in the game that people overlook. Um, and I think just the position itself, it's a competitive position. Um, yeah. You know, at receiver, you know, you, you'll get, you know, you'll, you'll get a flag, you know, especially here at the pro level, you put, you know, you breathe on a guy, you know, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you know, hold guys five, with after five yards down the field. Like there's different rules that were a little different in college and at Gunner, they can put their hands on, you know, they can, they can essentially hold you, so to speak, um, you know, during that whole rep. And it's just, you know, really just a one-on-one, who wants it more type of deal. You know, that's just kind of how I see it, you know, and I took, you know, a lot of pride in it when I was at Cincinnati. That's kind of how I found my knit to first, you know, first get on the field was through, uh, was through Gunner. You know, somebody got hurt and I was able to step up and I, you know, ran, took it and ran with it. And so I just took a lot of pride in it, you know, and just kind of realized the importance of it, you know, early on and how much it can affect the game. And, um, you know, just being able to kind of open up and run as well, you know, it's just, one of those things where you get a good release and you got basically you got to run a forty yard dash and you know a certain amount of time and um, you're 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 an open field too so um, yeah. they got fifty three yards to work and you know you get down there it's like well um, you know you just got to do your job but I just love the competitive the competitiveness of the position itself just you know going and doing a one on one battle with somebody and you know hopefully uh, making a great play. It speaks to the kind of player that you are because anytime you find a player who embraces special teams, it means they're a little bit special. And of course, in Chicago, one of the greatest special teams players of all time played for the Bears. And of course, yep. I'm talking about Devin Hester. I know, I know you probably already know this, but realize that if you ever get thrown any special teams questions, don't be afraid to be like, oh, and by the way, he should be in the Hall of Fame. 
If you want to be an instant legend in Chicago, just go ahead and mention that, and everybody. Yeah. Will I'm I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to give you I these little. That. I appreciate. I'm gonna keep that in mind. You don't you don't need me to tell you because I again I've been very impressed with you so far, but just just throw that out one time and then you'll Sounds you're inst, you're an instant fan favorite in Chicago and we're we're we are excited to have you. I again looking back at your scouting reports and going back to what Lance Zerline was saying, they had you as a second to third round pick and you somehow managed to be selected in the fourth round. Again, I'm sorry for you. Happy for me selfishly because you're a member of the Chicago Bears. What was that draft night experience like? How what what was it like going through that? Because I can't I can't imagine what that must be like for a young man, especially uh, somebody of your skill set. What that must have been like to go through the draft? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the crazy thing is, um, you know, I was expected to. You know, I was thinking, okay, yeah, probably day two. Um, you know, so I kind of had that planned out. I even went live on Instagram that night as well. You know, had my family over. Um, people drove up like four hours from my hometown um, to come and just, you know, share the moment with me to not have a moment. Um, you know, it was just a, uh, it was a tough night for sure. Um, you know, through the whole process, you, you got so much anxiety. Um, you're just looking at your phone the whole time, waiting to see if a, a number's called. Um, you know, it's just so much anxiety, so much frustration, so much tenseness in the room as well. Cause it's just like, man, and then you see another receiver get taken. It's like, man, you know, you get another one, you know, taken. It's like, man. And so, you know, it definitely was, you know, discouraging at first, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, day three, end up getting a phone call and, uh, you know, it just, I'm pretty sure it would mean as much as me then, you know, than if I was taken in a second, you know, I was just in awe, you know, cause it's like I said, something you grow up just watching, um, you know, your whole life, just seeing guys get a phone call, you know, to, you know, that somebody, you know, is willing to take a chance on you and that they believe in you. And, you know, that's kind of how I seen it. It was, yeah, you know, maybe it wasn't in the second round or third round, but um, at the end of the day, you know, somebody believed in me. And, um, you know, I just take that with, like I said, just so much gratitude. And, um, you know, I just, with the mindset of, okay, um, you know, I, I got, I think, 16 receivers taken before me. Um, you know, was I the 17th best receiver in this draft? I don't believe so. And um, you just carry that chip on your shoulder like I always have, you know, even from when I was younger. Um, when I was younger, I was – you know, in high school, I was, you know, I'd say I don't, I was under, under recruited. Um, you know, I had coming out of my junior year, I had no offers. Um, you know, I remember maybe about a month later after the season, we had won the league title and I had a great year. I remember going to my coach about a month later and I was like, Hey coach, um, you know, I love an opportunity to play at the next level, but I haven't heard anything from anybody. And he was pretty open and honest with me at the time and said, well, listen, I just really don't know where to go. Like, I don't know who to call, who to talk to. And, um, you know, I took it upon myself and I was like, okay, cool. So I ended up making my own email. I ended up making my own huddle highlight tape. I looked up, you know, what college, you know, likes or what college coaches liked. And um, I ended up figuring out, you know, by searching online to see, okay, who should I send this out to? And found that they had a personal staff called the Player Personnel of High School Relations. And I was like, okay, it looks like their job is to communicate with high school athletes. And for yeah. me, it was just if I can get my foot in the door, um, I knew I could make something happen. And so sent it out to about 20 Division One schools. And one school responded, and it was uh, Rutgers University. And I was a guy named Omar Hills. He hit me back, and I uh, said, my guy, shoot me a text. So I hit him up. I was like, what's good, coach? He said, hey, man, you know, you got any offers yet? I was like, not one. And he said, word? He said, well, I'm about to change that. And so the next day, I'm in my counselor's office getting ready to send my transcripts over to Rutgers. And my high school coach, he walks into the room, and he says, hey, Tyler, not sure how, I, uh, how they got my number, 
but you know, Rutgers just called and said they want to be your first offer and that they're going to be your first offer and that they want you on campus ASAP. And uh, they ended up becoming my first offer that same day. And um, that was actually my first visit as well. So um, once again, just being under recruited, overlooked, um, you know, kind of just through my whole high school journey, um, you know, it's just kind of something that, you know, I was just kind of used to. And, um, you know, not to be too long witted, but, um, you know, growing up in, uh, Ohio, there's one school you want to go to um, growing up if you love football. There's one school you dream of going to, and that's Ohio State. And you know, I remember at the time, uh, Ohio State came in two days in a row. It came in on a Thursday, and it was a running back coach. He came in because I played running back in high school. And, you know, I loved him. He loved me. He went great. They came in another day, uh, the following day after they came in, and um, it was uh, the receivers coach at the time. And so, you know, he came in, he just kind of went this long rant about this, you know, school down the street who didn't want to come to that football camp. And, um, you know, he just talked about, you know, just the, his frustration with that and said, at the end of the day, I just want you to come to our football camp. And I told him, I said, well, listen, you know, I would love to, but I have official visits set up for Cincinnati and Indiana, um, you know, those weeks or those days that you want me to come to your camp. I said, so I'm not going to be able to make it. And so he basically starts talking down on Cincinnati. He says, well, in Cincinnati, if you're the best player on the team, there's still likely a chance you won't even get drafted. He said, and then on top of that, Indiana, we beat up on them every year. He said, so at Ohio State, we create NFL caliber players. And so I said, well, that's interesting because everyone told me growing up that I needed to leave and go to all these bigger name schools in the area to accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish. I said, but yet I stayed at home, I, you know, worked hard, and I have a top four team in Ohio State. You know, the mecca of football in Ohio sitting right here yeah. in front of me. So you can't tell me that, you know, if I'm not good enough that they're going to, you know, they're not going to find me, you know, just like you guys did here. I was like, and the NFL is not going to miss. So um, ended up going to Cincinnati, obviously having a great career, having a historic run, ranked higher than them actually at one point. And so, um, like I said, just been a constant thing of just being overlooked and just kind of, uh, you know, shoved to the side, so to speak. And so um, I've just always carried that chip on my shoulder ever since then. And did that inspire you? Because one of the things that really stood out now, obviously I liked you as a player as I got to watch you more and more. And when you're talking about some of those receivers, I know who you're talking about, like some of the guys, like one of the guys who went to Kansas city and the other guy who went, you know, I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. I loved, like, I, I liked you as a player. When you took all the hats and you shoved them on the floor, that to me, again, like you wearing bears gear right now, I love to see that. That feels like the story that you just told, like that is the ultimate buildup to like, this is where I need to be. You said, and at that moment, you said, this is the exact spot that I wanted to go. Why did you want to go to the Chicago Bears? I mean, the history, man. I just love the history of Chicago. Um, you know, I grew up, um, you know, my dad was the one that really got me into loving football. And his favorite player was uh, Dick Buckus. And so, you know, early on, I'm watching Dick Buckus highlights. I'm like, man, this dude is, he's the truth. You know, I'm like, man. And then uh, my favorite player growing up, um, older player was Gail Sayers. Loved Gail Sayers. And, you know, being a running back, I loved him because I'm like, I just felt like, especially in like today's generation, I don't know if it's just the style of play, but it's just not running backs that move the same way as far as just the, the uniqueness of just how they move around the field. They do things that, you know, I watch Gail Sayers do things. I'm like, man, he would get cussed out today if he did that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it worked, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just had, yeah, such a uniqueness to the, his style of running. Um, and I just fell in love with that. And then also just Walter Payton. Um, love watching Walter Payton, you know, sweetness. I used to love watching his documentaries and, you know, things of that nature. Just growing up, 
um, you know, just watching, you know, the Chicago Bears and just, you know, seeing, you know, how many great players they have. You know, I ended up looking up, you know, kind of, you know, what team had the most Hall of Famers. And I knew Chicago, I don't know if they're, they're either number one or two as far as mm-hmm. who had the most Hall of Famers in the NFL. And so, and then everybody says my dad looks like Mike Singletary. I was going to, yeah, uh, I don't want, I, I don't want to be the guy that said it, but yeah, that, that was a meme. That was yeah. a meme during the draft process. Yeah, no, he, he, he does. Like literally he calls me, you know, every, you know, you know, every once in a while he'll be like, Hey man, I got it again today, you know? And <laughs> everyone always says like, Hey, you know, even when I was getting recruited, you know, going to different colleges, you know, cer- certain coaches would be like, Hey man, I got to ask. I just got to ask. <laughs> are you? And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, he's like, you know, people be like, you can definitely cut some lines, you know, just based off of who you look like. Um, but he definitely does. I was just looking at a picture the other day. It was like an old Mike Singletary uh, picture of him in his Jersey. Um, so he was, he was younger at the time. And I was like, gosh, I'm like, you could convince me that's my dad. Like <laughs> you could, like, I'm like, you could convince me that that's my dad. And so, um, you know, like I said, just kind of just grew up, you know, uh, just kind of, in the Chicago Bears history, just kind of knowing and just kind of seeing exactly, um, you know, who they were and just, you know, what great players they had and just being a part of something like that, um, you know, just seemed like, you know, it would be a dream come true. I'm glad you brought that up about your dad because I was sitting there like, I can't bring this up. But, yeah, just certainly. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, it's that that is one of the great things about the Chicago Bears is, is as you mentioned, the history of the Bears and, and the great players that have played throughout the generations and and who everybody in your family ends up being uh, pulled to. Like my dad, for instance, has seen everybody. Like he he saw Bill George. He saw, I don't know if he saw Bronco Nagurski, but pretty Sayers, all they saw him live, went to their games. Yeah. And, and, and Walter Payton was his favorite play. Like that was his yeah. of everybody he's seen. Uh, I, you know, Matt Forte, I have different players and everything like that, but that is the nice thing. And again, this is what speaks to me about you sitting here wearing a bears sweatshirt. Like, it's just like, okay, cool. Like it's, it's cool to root for the bears because there is so much history. I got the Dick buckets back here for you. Uh, I I noticed he is usually here, but I did. I'm like, oh yeah, Tyler's going to love this. (laughs) One other guy though, who's become a favorite of bears fans is Justin Fields. And so obviously, you know, you talk about possibly being recruited by Ohio state in the situation. What has it been like now? Now you, now you're playing with Justin Fields. Uh, what is, what is that like for you? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I grew up an Ohio state fan. You know, I, if you would have told me I was going to Cincinnati when I was younger, I'd be like, you're kidding. Like you're <laughs> no, I'm going to Ohio state. Are you kidding me? Um, you know, so like, like I said, it's, it's, it's a real thing in Ohio, you know, it's, 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 it's a real thing. And so I grew up watching Ohio state, you know, you know, all the way, even up until I got to college, I always had an eye on, you know, what was Ohio State doing? Um, mm-hmm. It was just kind of ingrained in me. And so, um, like I said, I watched Justin Fields, you know, in the, you know, sharing the backfield, you know, with J.K. Dobbins and uh, just kind of watching, you know, his career when he was at Ohio State. Um, I think he might have left. I think he might have left Ohio State the, the year that I ended up coming in. So he played and then yeah. got drafted. And then I came in the next year, I want to say, because um, they actually played Cincinnati uh, the year before I came. I believe. Yes. So the year before I came, I want to say they ended up playing Cincinnati that year. And I was watching that game, you know, very closely, um, you know, for sure. And uh, they put a whooping on uh, on Cincinnati at the, at the time. Um, but that was a great team. But once again, you know, Justin Fields stood out. And um, like I said, I've been watching him ever since. And so, you know, now coming to Chicago, just kind of seeing from afar what he's been doing and just how he's progressed each year and then just sharing a locker room with him. Um, you know, he's just, just a good dude. You know, he ended up texting me right after I got drafted. He's one of the per- first people to text me. Justin Fields. Yeah. 
Um, he was one of the first people to hit me up, um, DM me on Instagram. And then, um, you know, I got there my first day, uh, one of the first people to come up and introduce himself, you know, just to say what's up. Um, we actually had a conversation today after the practice, um, non-football related. It was more so about some nutritional things. But, um, you know, we just sat there and we just picked each other's brain and we just talked. You know, he doesn't walk around, um, you know, being this high and mighty type of character slash figure. Um, he just truly wants to just be the best, you can tell, um, just as far as his work ethic. Um, you know, every day I leave the facility um, and rookies have to stay a little, you know, longer because we have, you know, they're on a different plan than the vets. His car is still in the uh, uh, still in the um, parking lot. You know, he's, I, he's probably the last to leave every single day. Um, you know, that's something I notice every single day is I can see his car parked in the same spot every day. When I'm going on my way home after being there hours after the vets can leave, his car is still there. Um, you know, at the facility. So, um, like I said, just a real competitive dude as well. We were doing sprints. Um, you know, he's like, hey, I'm about to win every single one of them, you know, in his group. You know, and he went out and he ran like he was going to win every single one of them. And so, uh, like I said, just a good dude, um, real down to earth. And like I said, you could just tell that he just wants to be great. And so um, it's, it's easy to play for somebody like that and one to make his job easier, you know, because ultimately that's just my job is to make him great. I love to hear that. I think I, I'm sure I'll get killed in the comments for even mentioning this, but I think that the Cincinnati game was one that jump started him as Ohio State went on. They had that that they eventually met up with Clemson and going on and playing Alabama. I think it was the Cincinnati game that kind of launched him uh, into the stratosphere there. But also, like when he texts you after the draft, do you have his number already in your phone, or does like a, just a random number show up and you're like, "Who is this?" Yeah, okay. And do you think it's one of your friends playing a trick on you? No, well, at the time when he hit me up, at the time it was through Instagram, so oh, it had okay. the, it had the blue check mark and things okay. like that. It, it was the official when he had like three million followers, or whatever. So I'm like, okay, so this is the Justin Fields hit me up, and I was just like, oh wow, this is uh, that's when it kind of hit me because I've always heard of stories like, oh yeah, guys, you know, other guys saying like, yeah, that quarterback he texted me, hit me up or whatever, and I was like, oh wow, you know, that's that's pretty cool, and then actually to be able to experience that, um, it's pretty cool because I also collected sports cards as well, and so. <laughs> Um, you know, to actually be, you know, sharing the locker room with him was pretty cool. Yeah. But you got to get over the starstruckness though. You got to go out and you got to help him out. I will ask you from a player's perspective though, because you know, there's, there's a kid on Twitter, you know, it's like green Bay fan forever, four, six, eight, seven, four, two, or some blogger named Billy Bob Lombardi who contend that Justin Fields isn't a real quarterback because he, he runs so much. What is it like from a player's perspective playing with somebody like, I know that you haven't had a lot of experience with it, but over a couple of practices, like what's it like having being with just who, who has that dual threat ability and what have you noticed about him being able to throw the ball? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing that jumps off to me um, is the fact that he throws a really good football, like a really good football. Um, just as far as just the way it comes off, just a real catchable ball. Like, that's just the best way I can describe it. Um, I actually did kind of feel what it was like to play with a dual threat, having Desmond Ritter um, at Cincinnati. That's true. Yeah, I guess I've been, yeah. He was, you know, he was a, um, you know, he was a, a dual threat type of guy, you know, so to speak, when we were in college. And um, so I have kind of dealt with that kind of scenario, so that situation in my past year, last year, I had a complete pocket quarterback, you know, so kind of got the, you know, both worlds. Um, you know, but with him, like I said, I think, like I said, the first thing that jumped off to me, just kind of just, you know, throwing the ball with them, the routes on air, things. And I'm like, man, this dude throws a good tight spiral ball that's just catchable. Um, you know, just easy to see, not wobbly, you know, those type of things that, that matter to her, you know, to a receiver. 
which just makes it you know makes it easier to catch. Um, and then you know we he hasn't even. I mean, I was with you. He hasn't, you know, all the practices we've been through, he hasn't really ran too much. Like, it's literally been all pocket passing. Um, and, and the times that he has kind of escaped the box, I think that's another thing, just kind of his playmaking ability. Um, mm-hmm. The times that he has escaped the box, you know, the biggest thing as a receiver, just kind of watching him, is to really just continue to stay ready. Um, you know, yeah, he may be escaping the box or he may be scrambling or whatever, but you're still a target, you know. Um, you know, I don't know if that's something that he's trying to, uh, you know, kind of focus in on, uh, you know, for this upcoming years. Yes, maybe getting outside of the box, but kind of more so using his, you know, legs to create more opportunities, you know, to get to push the ball down the field. You know, that's just kind of some things that I've noticed just kind of off the bat. It's just kind of, you know, him having his eyes really down the field and not just looking to just run the ball necessarily. And so um, as a receiver, it's just – constantly just being open just continue to you know to, to continue to get open the play's not dead you know at any point until you know the whistle blows so um you know that's just kind of you know kind of how Patrick Mahomes kind of does where it's just kind of you know backyard football so to speak where he just kind of gets out the pocket and then it's just get open so um just starting to see a little bit of hints of that at least for the few days that I've been here or the few practices that I've seen no, it's exciting. And it makes sense too. I mean, he's obviously efficient as a efficient, exceptional as a runner. He's got that down. I, I can see now trying to work and get some timing. Uh, is DJ Moore been out there when you've been practicing? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what, no, what, what, what's that been like? Cause obviously he's coming in new to this team as well, but he's an established NFL player. What's it like working with somebody who's also, who's a, a veteran, but also new and trying to learn everything about Chicago and about the offense. Yeah. I mean, you can just tell he's a he's been around. Um, that's just kind of the best way I can describe it. Um, just kind of watching him run routes. Uh, I just told my dad this other day. I'm like, because he asked about him. I'm like, well, he kind of runs routes as if he's been around. Like that's just the best way I can describe it. Um, he just kind of anticipate anticipates certain things um, when running routes. He just has a certain type of style of like, okay, I know what to expect. It's just like a a uh, a calmness, uh, just a confidence about him that he plays with, and he's made some plays um, so far through four you know four OTA plays or practices. Um, he's made a lot of really good plays, and um, it seems like him and you know Justin Fields have a pretty good connection so far. Um, it, it looks really good just just from afar, just watching as you know rookie. Um, he just has a good feel for just understanding the game, understanding how a DB is trying to play him. Great tempo to his routes. Um, I've been trying to kind of take some of his, you know, um, some of what he does and try to add it to my game. And it's more so with him is just kind of his body language and just as far as how he comes off the ball, how he sets DBs up. And so I'm just kind of trying to mirror that up with my game. And so he's just been a, a, per, a, a good person to just kind of learn from as far as just kind of playing football, just to kind of watch. Yeah, what do you do? What do you so the next couple of weeks as you as you get ready, you know, training camps a, a little bit in the distance, but what are what are the things that you're working on? What are you trying to improve on? And uh, what are the next couple of weeks and months look like for you? Yeah, I mean, coming in, you know, as a rookie, the first I mean, honestly, you could ask any rookie, uh it feels like you're a freshman college kid. Like truly, you feel like a freshman college all over again. Um, you know, and the biggest thing is just the playbook, you know, that's that's pretty much the toughest adjustment. Because at the end of the day, football is pretty much football everywhere. And, um, you know, it's just a lot of people run the same things. They just call it differently. And so, you know, just kind of hearing different languages, uh, different 
there's different names for different things. Um, it's just kind of getting those things down, um, especially coming from a new system and also even new coaching as well. Um, that's something that, you know, people kind of don't realize as well. Like that's, that's a thing as well. Just taking, you know, you've been in college for three to four years um, with, you know, you know, some people, one coach like I had, and then you're coming into a whole new system, you know, hearing things over and over again for years and now coming to another level um, where sometimes it's the same and sometimes there's differences. Um, just being able to break out of some of the habits that you, you had when you were in college um, and just kind of adapt to the situation that you're in. Those are also part of the, the, the things that you have to go through as far as coming into a new system. Um, so like I said, the biggest thing is just getting the playbook down. Um, and cause once you get the playbook down, it's, it's, you know, you can be you, you can be the person that they drafted you to be, um, cause you can play fast and, uh, you could just end up just being you, you know, cause when you, you when you're, your first day, you're going out there like, man, am I right up in the light position? Um, you know, you're not even really looking at the defense, you know, so you're just kind of still processing things. I'll hear a call in the huddle. I'm jogging out. I'm like, wait a second. He said, he said, what? You know, so <laughs> Um, like I said, just, just like I said, just continue to learn those things and, uh, ultimately just get better at it. So, um, so yeah, so just really just getting that down. What's the speed been like? Cause obviously you're one of the fastest players in college and watching you play at Cincinnati. It's like, gosh, it jumps off the tape of how fast you are. What's it like going to that NFL level and be like, Oh, these guys are fast too. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen necessarily a, a huge jump as far as speed that I thought I would see. Um, which is encouraging because that means the game just kind of slows down for you. Um, but one thing I have noticed, it's not necessarily, at least for me, it's not necessarily the speed. It's more so the the knowledge. They mm. know what they're doing. You know, it's they, they have a better understanding of what's going on on the other side of the ball. Um, you know, they're just more, I mean, they're obviously making their paychecks too. Like, it's a reason why they're there. And so that, that, I think that's the biggest difference for me just kind of watching is just how intelligent, how smart um, DBs are and just the defense in itself, how, how intelligent they are um, individually and just as a whole. Um, I think that's, for me, the, been the biggest difference. I love it. Well, listen, I've loved all of this and I, I really am appreciative of you stepping, uh, taking a little bit of time away, especially with practices going on and everything, just spending some time with us here. You're kind of like me too. Cause I love, I listen, I love, I know you were, you were talking about this. You're like, oh, I'm a little long winded. I'm like, no, be long winded. I I'm the same way. <laughs> I was, I was on some kids podcast earlier today and they have the, they have the 40 minutes free zoom. Oh, I, yeah. ate, I, I ate that 40 minutes up. <laughs> there was, there was no doubt about it, but I promised Jeff yeah. that we wouldn't keep you too long. Jeff, okay. this was, this was his fault. Not my fault. It was his fault. He kept talking. So don't get, don't get mad at us. Tyler keeps talking. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut him off, but listen, I want to do this again. Uh, I I really want to dig I want to get into, uh, to more about you personally. Uh, I think there's, there's, there's more, there's more layers to get the real Tyler, get the real Tyler. Uh, but this has been great. I love this as an introduction. I'm so thrilled for you to be a member of the Chicago bears. Uh, if you see my buddy, Valus Jones, tell him, I still love him. Don't, Tell, tell Valus not to get jealous. This is not, not a competition. Okay. We're, we're, we're fine. I can be friends with everybody, but yeah. uh, we're really, we're really excited to have you as a member of the Chicago bears. I'm looking forward to everything that you're going to be able to do for the team this season. It, I, I, I feel very confident with this bears team. I think you're in very good hands. I'm glad uh, you liked it. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. They, they, <laughs> how much do you hate green Bay yet? Like let's you learn the history of the bears. Tell me you hate green Bay already. <laughs> man hate is a strong <laughs> dislike uh, 
If I see you during a jersey swap with Christian Watson, I am going to be very – no, I'm just teasing. Yeah, you probably don't have to worry about that one. Um, I don't necessarily care for the Green Bay Packers. Um, I fair. don't um, – but I will say I am a student of the game, so I, did, I have done my research in uh, my history lesson on Green Bay. Um, there is a lot of good teaching points that you can take from just their history and just for football in general, you know, all, you know, biasness and things, you know, aside. But um, uh, I'm definitely more invested in the Chicago Bears because uh, they ultimately they ended up taking a chance on me and uh, believed in me. So, um, like I said, I'm just grateful for that opportunity. And, uh, you know, they'll always have my heart. Beautiful answer. I love every part of that. All right. Well, that's good. Tyler, listen, let's keep in touch. I would love to do this again. Hopefully I'll be able to get out to Chicago at some point this summer. Then we can link up and maybe do this again in person. But you know what? You're welcome here with the Sick Podcast at any time. Uh, we're rooting for you. This is now the Ty Scott jersey. So uh, sure. we're, uh, we're, we're stoked to have you. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks so much. Bear down. There he goes. The great Tyler Scott excited. I loved him when we came in and we were doing a little green room chat, you know, you know, instantly sometimes you're like, Oh, this guy's great. So uh, really appreciative. And by the way, thanks to Sammy and Anello for setting those up. Thanks to his agent, Jeff, who also was able to get him on, you know, over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've also had Kendall Williamson in too. So we've been able to get in with the, some of these bears rookies and we appreciate everybody who is here tonight. I know you were asking questions. Tyler was so great. Uh, that we couldn't get to him. And so uh, we just had a great conversation with him. So I want to thank everybody who was here tonight. If you love this show, if you thought this was a good interview, or if you at least thought that Tyler was great and rank was eh, whatever, uh, just comment using the word sick. Remember to like and subscribe to the, the YouTube, the Facebook, all that stuff. And if you haven't downloaded this podcast, uh, wherever you can do that, just do it. You don't have to listen to it. Just download it. Give us a subscriber. Uh, and if you could rate it and reply, that would also help us out a bunch. So I want to thank again, everybody for being here. Thanks to Tyler Scott for joining us. And uh, we will see you all real soon. And until that time, bear down and Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.